0: Hello, and welcome to What is Wrong with Hiring, the podcast where we talk about why hiring people and getting hired are somehow both absolute nightmares. I'm your host, Laura Klein. Please be advised that this podcast may contain drinking, swearing, and screaming into the abyss, so pretty much like most podcasts. My guest today is Sarah Merlin. Sarah Merlin is the Associate Director of Product Design at Curology, and Sarah Merlin is hiring. There's a I, this, is, this is a theme with a lot of our guests. We're all, if you're looking for UX jobs, designers, researchers, what have you, you should check out some of these folks. Um, Specifically today, Sarah Berlin, And uh, we are going to be talking about working with recruiters and uh, internal recruiters, external recruiters, and then also sort of onboarding and supporting those new hires through that that first bit of onboarding. Um, And so Sarah, welcome. So nice to have you.
1: So happy to be here. Thank you. So
0: you it sounds like have had an excellent recruiting experience fairly recently and I think I would like to hear that just cuz I want to hear a nice story about recruiting for once.
1: <laughs> I know right? Like I feel like all we hear about is it's just so hard to hire in this market is so insane which it is. Uh, I'm, I haven't seen anything like it in my career state. Um but yeah, I was able to hire. I started Curology in the end of September and by January, it took me. I started taking over the hiring process in October. So it's about under eight weeks. I was able to hire three of my four openings. Um, be new (laughs) during (laughs) during the the holiday
0: season okay here's the question did you like go out with a big box with a stick and like snacks or something and stand outside of a design school and just trap them
1: (laughs) you know it's so fascinating we've had a like Several like postmortems on why this was so successful, and like why specifically product design was so successful. Um, because in the org we've we've never hired that many people that quickly, especially within our tech group at the time. And I think it was twofold. I think we were able to target the right people and so I set my internal recruiting team up like specifically of what we were looking for I was hiring for our three different product groups and I was very specific of this is what good is and this is what I'm looking for in each one of the product groups because they were distinct but then I also was very clear about like this is what I'm looking for Um, I also think we were lucky because Curology is a relatively like quasi known like entity and brand, and we hadn't hired for product design in quite a while. So we had a backlog of um, designers to pull from, and we had a lot of in, like, natural inbound. Um, but we also, my recruiting team was just beyond killer, especially when we had pretty aggressive um, diversity and inclusion goals we wanted to hit, and I really wanted to set example for within our um, tech group.
0: So not only did you hire a bunch of people very quickly, you hired great people. You managed to hire with really strict diversity and inclusion requirements, which can be very challenging in tech, as we know. Mm-hmm. And um, and you did it in eight weeks. And I just feel like <laughs> I feel like you're gonna get headhunted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're gonna be getting a lot of emails from recruiters. But tell me, so you you talked about a lot of really interesting things there. Um, you talked about like sharing with the recruiter uh what good looked like tell me about that process because it sounds like it was was the recruiter were they a UX specialist or were, did you have to teach them?
1: So I was really lucky. My team, my internal team I can't say enough good things about how fantastic they were. And They had hired for UX in the past, but I think more of their focus had been engineering. Mm -hmm. And so they knew enough about like what UX did and the team, but I really think what set our definition of good is literally like here are some of the soft skills I'm looking for in a group. So one group is more focused on internal tools, which hiring for an internal tool, like you need to get someone that's passionate about that um, and has worked in that space prior versus we had um, our growth group, which you have to be like. Iterating really fast, be really focused on metrics, um, really business savvy, uh, and then we had our, our had our have our retention group, which was a lot of ambiguity. It was like I need someone who understands how to go into an ambiguous space and figure out the right things to solve for. Um, and those were kind of like the high level parameters I set, and then I had specifics within it. And so we used our recruiting tool to. Uh, initially send, like, hey, I would do portfolio reviews up front super quick, Of like, this person looks good, can you gut check them? And in the beginning, I would give, like, either thumbs up or thumbs down. But if it was was a thumbs down, I would say, why? Um, Of, like, actually, like, this is why I don't like this, so Mm -hmm. that my recruiters got feedback in real time and then could actually, like, iterate and get better. And I would say out of like the gazillions of people I interviewed, I think I only th- thumbs down like two or three candidates. Like my recruiting team was phenomenal. At all. Like they've if anything was bad, they figured out and they optimized crazy quickly.
0: That's all of that sounds you make it sound so easy, and I will tell you right now it is also hard like no I mean the like I just want to make that very clear yeah. even even something as simple as like making sure that you give feedback on the nose right specifically to the recruiter and having a recruiter who can take that in and actually adjust in real time and give you somebody better the next time. The other funny thing is those three got those three design um the different positions, those are hard like those aren't even the same job, right? I mean those are all product designers, but only in like the loosest sense are they related to one another. Having, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely worked on internal tools and on growth stuff. It's just (laughs) entirely different skill sets.
1: (laughs) Completely wild. But like the cool thing about that though, so right now I have a team of seven designer product designers under me. And like that's the beautiful thing about how like widespread our (laughs) our team is, is there's just so much opportunity to like learn from each other. And that was something that was like super core to me as I was hiring my team initially is I want, we're all generalists within product design, and I wanted everyone to have their own like specialty. So Mm -hmm. um, when I initially had, I started off with two designers and they were really involved in the interview process and I wanted to make sure, okay, like what are their special skills and how do I make sure like, as I'm. Also, like layered on top of that, like I'm looking for these things, like their passion within UX. I wanted to make sure that was also like vastly different, which like kind of happened to luck out that that worked out that way. Even though that was like quasi-purposeful, um, but yeah,
0: I, I feel like a lot of luck is actually quasi-purposeful, right? You sort of set mm-hmm. things up to to end up in a particular way, and then you kind of optimize for it and. Yeah, and then there's some luck. Totally. I mean, there's absolutely luck involved, but uh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't want to write this off to luck. It sounds like you did a tremendous amount of work on this. <laughs> um, you did. Yeah. You sort of mentioned that you changed some things, like as you were going, in, that you know, like oh, specifically yeah. on the profiles. Tell us about like what didn't work at first that you made work. Oh.
1: So, <laughs> I think the the hardest thing I realized very quickly is that with three, four open roles at the time, I. Was a bo- I was becoming a bottleneck for process and my calendar was becoming a bottleneck for process. Like I cannot handle more than three hiring inner manager interviews a day and my calendar was getting stacked. And so I realized, like, you know, how can I start using my team to like help me here? So I took one of my senior designers and made him the hiring manager for uh, our roles in one of our in our growth product area. Um, at least for the hiring manager screen, uh, a it was a good growth opportunity for him personally, but b it allowed me to at least free up my calendar a little bit and make the other hiring manager calls more uh, manageable. And uh, we did that. And then in the end, I would go in portfolio review. We had portfolio review and then we called like sites, even though we, were, we are remote. Um, but I would always do my like, ask similar questions at the end instead of at the beginning. Um, and I took time upfront with my designer, like this is what I'm looking for, and this is the definition of good. Is like, do you agree or disagree? And like, let's work that through. And then I also made sure that we were asking similar questions. That was a huge thing from it. A- uh, diversity and inclusion standpoint, I wanted to, in just general good user interview practices, <laughs> <laughs> general yeah. level of iron, uh, we asked the same questions in the same way, uh, and all of our questions, all of my team's questions were run through a debiasing software, so that if they were leading words or things that we should change or optimize, as well as all of our um, job postings were also run through the same software. Um, just to make sure we were as equitable as possible as we could be, mm-hmm. and we weren't being like leading or um, doing anything wrong. So were, that was you, definitely yeah. the first example. So, <laughs> so you weren't looking
0: for ninja rock stars who could come in and crush it?
1: Or unicorns? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> no, yeah, um, no.
0: But again, hard, like all of this stuff, all of this preparation and stuff, and it sounds like you, you did it very quickly. Um, so th- And this was working with an internal recruiting team. Obviously, because this is yeah. Have you worked with external recruiters?
1: I have, but not from a hiring standpoint. Mm. From the standpoint of someone looking for a new job. Yeah,
0: different. Ex- I mean, I know it's a very different experience because it's oh. looking for a job. But like, do you feel like maybe I don't? And I don't want to lead there. Like, tell me what
1: that's like because they can vary a lot. It's been a mixed bag. So, ironically. My job at Curology, I was recruited for by an outside firm, and that was the first time in my career that that happened. Usually I just network or have my own contacts. And the experience was was really humbling because it showed me what the definition of good was there. Um, Because obviously, the recruiter wants you to succeed as a candidate. Um, And I've never had an experience where I was so handheld but in a way that was actually like really insightful. So because the recruiter had worked really closely with um, my boss's boss, he was able to just give me really interesting insight on like, here's things you should ask and like was really helpful in terms of like how to set me up for success, but also like made sure I was looking my best. Um, And it was like very heavy handed in follow up, Um, like to the point where like, if I ever needed to hire an outsider, like I would, totally use him again in the future just because it was such a good experience That's um, like that's right
0: interesting <laughs> yeah well and it sounds like though i mean it's not i mean from the candidate's perspective uh it sounds like similar things were done that made it successful that there was a real focus on these are the things that will make you successful there I need to make sure you're the kind of person who could be successful. And I know exactly what right. that looks like. And I'm going to help you present yourself in the most positive way. But it's that figuring out part of like, what? So, I mean, I can't tell you how often I've seen things from recruiters that are, oh my God, just today I got one that was like, they're looking for somebody who could do pixel perfect mock-ups or sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, pixel perfect wireframes. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that's not a thing that's
1: not a thing yeah that's not a thing
0: wireframes are not pixel perfect by definition i, I, I don't no. I, I don't know how to deal with you now. so like you've clearly <laughs> cut and pasted some things from someplace and you don't know what you're talking about. and I think we see a lot of that where just these lazy job descriptions or like we haven't taken the time to tell somebody like I'm not just looking for like a product designer or whatever like I'm looking for somebody who has these skills and can do this. Not and also not just like I'm looking for somebody who's worked at X, Y, or Z, or has this college degree or whatever. It's oh. Yeah, we
1: actually removed college degree from my cool. Um, Like anything that because a like you don't really need a college degree to work in tech. Oh, um,
0: oh my political my political science degree from the early nineties very very relevant very relevant to <laughs> so the work I do now as a UX manager. I can't tell you how much how much
1: politics. <laughs> like years of experience. I can't remember if we ended up keeping that or not. Like I might have done. I I I worded that differently. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, there are things that I did to just make sure it was more equitable. The other big, going back to your pivot question, it was much, my roles were for various levels. And I ended up changing my hiring plan because I found, like, much, mid-level talent is much easier to get in this market than, like, senior lead. And my lead role in particular, I was, like, I ended up looking out as a for phenomenal. Um, I actually up leveled my senior, <laughs> rolled a lead for my internal team, um, which was like absolutely the right decision there for what was needed. But in my other groups where I actually wanted a lead, I um, ended up hiring like two mid levels because I would in general, I I would rather hire for aptitude than for level, and yeah. so I had like really. Stellar candidates. It was like I like them both, and like let me figure out how I make this work, and and I made it work. So I think I also was just really flexible, like what I was looking for, and I was lucky, really, really lucky that I had like flexibility both to down level and up level.
0: Yeah, and that's so company dependent too. You know, it's Mm -hmm. one of those things that like some companies you just look. This is the thing I need. And other companies it's like no you asked for a level blah 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 and that's exactly what you have to get and they have to have x number of years and oof that just makes it infinitely harder when you can't sort of make decisions on the fly
1: it does yeah i was pretty i was very lucky that i both had like autonomy and support in that front yeah
0: yeah it's also an interesting i think thing i think it's an interesting thing for candidates to see and to understand Like, and something that I don't know that I fully internalized until I started hiring uh, more, which is that some places have lots of flexibility on that. So if you are underqualified or Mm -hmm. overqualified or wrongly qualified or whatever, sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it very much isn't, especially if you have recruiters who are very much going down a checklist and looking for like they have figma skills, they have, you know, whatever, but, um, sometimes it works out.
1: Yeah. And the other interesting thing as a hiring manager, you need to think about is what a senior designer is at your company is not what a senior designer is at like every other company. Um, and so like making sure you set definition of good and like have a good matrix for what, all of your levels are and what you're looking for is also really, really critical. Can we we talk
0: about how useless titles are? I mean, (laughs) super important and like not going to say that they're not important because they're really important to people. And I think that's useful, but I mean, they are so useless for determining literally anything a person has done.
1: Yes. They're really purposeful for internal politics yeah um, and that was something like I'm associate director, right? and I was a director was a director in my last role, and that was something that I worked really hard for, and like especially being a woman in tech, I wasn't able i like that was getting not director in my title was like absolutely off the table. um and I'm really happy that I did that <laughs> um, like yep. both for my for myself, but also like i like there is. In certain companies like that titles mean something like director like especially as you go up i feel like it's less important as an ic and it's way more important as you get into like leadership and management i'm i'm finding
0: it is important to some ic's and i think that one of the things that's interesting is i mean as somebody who has literally been a vp of product at a very small company right and who is now a ux manager at a very large company right and a, they're entirely different jobs. Yeah. So I was like, no, this is like no in terms of like skill level and like experience level. No, I'm a just a UX manager at this company, and that's totally fine. Like I, it's it's an it's a thing that you have to kind of internalize sometimes as a candidate. That like, I get that you were a head of whatever at your 30 person startup, but if you're but... going to a 10,000 person company, a, your experience may not translate perfectly, and. the titles are just gonna be different and even at the big companies like they they just don't translate
1: like no and that's where you really need to focus on like as a hiring manager like putting together growth plans like Mm -hmm. what is what does good look like for you what are you looking for and like how can i help you get there and even as a candidate like that was something I was really hungry for when I did my job search mm-hmm. to get to Curology. Like I wanted a company where, like, I could not plateau. Like I could right. still grow and learn. Um, yeah. And when, I think when that's do I what get that?
0: When, when do I get associate taken off my title? <laughs> I get it. You know, like you go. You want to have a. Do you want to have a path yeah. to that? If, if that's important to you, then that's. That is important to you. And that should be a thing that we as managers understand is important to a lot of people. And yeah.
1: And a lot of times it's not even about like getting to that next level, it's getting the skill sets you need for whatever mm-hmm. your five, 10, if you have it, like long term plan is that you can speak to it and say like hey like when I was interviewing her my role at Curology like I was interviewing for VP of design roles because I was living in a world where I was eight months pregnant and interviewing remotely and I was like you know what like Honestly, fuck it. Like I'm gonna (laughs) let's see. Let's see what happens. And and I interview well. And so what happened is I'd get to like the final rounds and be like, nope, just kidding. Like you don't have like managers and managers experience. And like whatever those things were, I wrote them down. And Mm. so when I was looking for like, okay, like what what am I lacking and like what are all these things? And Um, I wanted to make sure in my next role, I'd be able to check off those boxes so that when I did go for that next stretch role, whatever that is, I will have at least like checked off the things that I knew that held me back the last time around that I went to go for it. Um, and that's where your comment about title is meaningless. Like it is like, as long as you're checking those boxes for the things that are important to you, um, that's really what's critical.
0: That is such a good, that is such a good hack though, to like go and interview for other roles and sort of see what, see why you did, if you, when you can get the feedback about why why you didn't get it, yeah, that's a whole different, that's a whole different (laughs) recruiting thing that we're not going to talk about because and may only work at the higher levels. But uh, when you get that feedback, man, that is gold
1: Gold. Um, Mm -hmm. when it's real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> take it with the greatest salt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it
0: so. It sounds like you did a ton of work to like make your recruiting partners really engaged, and like to get them understand what what made them so good at this. Because, like, what what were they doing on their part? It sounds like they were being very receptive and like changing things. Was there anything else? Was there anything that you kind of look for? You know, like if I'm looking for a good recruiting partner. <laughs>
1: They were really like in terms of being receptive, they were also like really open Mm -hmm. Um, and I treated them like partners. And so I think why they were willing to like try all these DEIB goals on me is like I made their jobs easy when they needed to schedule a meeting like. That was my first team for the time that I was hiring. Like I would move anything and everything on my calendar. Um, I was taking calls after we're um, by coastal or actually like we're we're remote across the US, but um, most of our company is still around like West Coast, California area. So like oftentimes if I really didn't wanna miss a meeting during the day, I would take a call after seven o'clock my time. And, like, literally any time I got a Slack from our scheduler, like, I instantly responded. So I made sure um, to prioritize them in order for them to, like, be a good partner to me. And I built that trust, like, incredibly quickly. Um, and And I some people would not take at the time, like more than a couple hiring manager calls a week. So I think like me being new and kind of just saying like, we're gonna do this differently, like come along. And um, I want you to be successful just as much as I wanna be successful, like making sure we had a joint goal there. um, That's really, and I just enabled them the best that I could to be able to deliver. And they honestly just were really receptive to delivering.
0: It's so funny how much you have to prioritize it. Like saying I'm only going to take two a week. Like there are people that you are going to lose because especially right now, you are not their only option. And no. if you can't talk to them until Monday, they've got six people who are willing to talk to them today.
1: Right. And so, it's yeah. wild to me. Like everyone has different approaches and it depends on like, to me until i it was important i could not do my job effectively as a leader in product design until i had my team beneath me and i knew i was going to create gapping key holes in our product teams in terms of design need until i got my team hired and so i recognized that knew that um was able to partner with my my recruiting team i documented our hire and built off of what um I wasn't starting from scratch with DEIB. I had a colleague um, that really helped highly document it before, so I built upon that and made it a reference so we could reuse repeat for anyone we hired after that too. And,
0: any um, any chance you'd share that outside the company? Just just asking for asking for a friend. No? I am like no. on the
1: side, but mm. I don't think like But I no, no, possibly... nobody nobody should ask
0: Sarah that. That's totally inappropriate and you shouldn't ask her for that.
1: <laughs> I mean it's not secret Sauce. like i don't think anything in it is proprietary but i probably would
0: have to like sure you have to redact <laughs> it I
1: share it. totally
0: totally get it just all the all the, the inside stuff no i it's, sorry i i shouldn't ask that i shouldn't ask oh, that question. it's just okay. it is it's so important and i think that mm-hmm. it, you know it's sometimes hard to get anything beyond the like very high level um you know sort of generalizations about things and like to find something that actually worked and has some specifics is so, is really really useful um and documenting Hello. that is just so important um so that mm-hmm. it can be used elsewhere in the company <laughs>
1: yep
0: <laughs> bless you for doing that um do you have
1: any so
0: what is what is the hardest thing about hiring it sounds like it was all very easy for you i'm kidding um but <laughs> what, what was the hardest part about
1: it so i think i'm a firm believer in that your calendar needs to reflect your priorities and to me my calendar reflected my priority was hiring Mm -hmm. um which was honestly the easy part the to a certain extent the really hard part was all of the things i needed to just step away and say like this is going to be a disaster like i'm not going to touch this um i will come back to it and that was okay and i was also very public about like hey i'm not going to have bandwidth for like all these things I need to get done until I get my team stood up. And I had like a boss that was super supportive of that. But it was so challenging because there were so many things that I just really wanted to like dive in and solve. But like I knew I didn't have the bandwidth to be able to do it.
0: It's and it's rough because you know that the second that you hire those three or four people, then you have to onboard them and it's not like mm-hmm. you Im- it's not like all of those things immediately <laughs> Magically get fixed, go right. mm-hmm. you know because you're suddenly like you know six months in and it's like oh now i get to start the actual like other part of my job which is the managing part i i went from i think um something like two people to 12 people yeah. um It wasn't all hiring. (laughs) Some some teams actually just got transferred to me, but in you know over the course of like nine months, and it was it was very much sort of like when you get that big influx of people, it's sort of like oh things actually slow down. Oh, that's yeah. fun.
1: <laughs> and then you get to inflection points where like what works for a team of two doesn't work for a team of five, but doesn't work for a team of seven. And like having to adjust and shift what that means. While um, hiring. Also, while hiring. While hiring,
0: yeah. And and it's so funny because like you, know, you said your calendar reflects it. And I will say, having done this, you know, you've mentioned like you can't do more than two, you know, for, you know, two meetings a day, and other people are, like two meetings a week and whatever, but like it doesn't feel like it takes that much time globally or whatever you want to, you know, it doesn't feel like it, the total, like if you add up the hours, it doesn't feel like it, but somehow it feels exhausting. I
1: totally. Think. Because hiring <laughs> is like online dating, oh, God. so like as much as you're trying to make sure like this person is a fit for you and what you are looking for. The candidates also evaluating, like, are you a fit for what I'm looking for? And like that putting on that like first date face, like mm-hmm. time and time and time again, like, you know, there'd be days where I'd like 20, like, you know, hiring manager calls, like, I don't know, that's maybe exaggerating, but like, there was, there was a lot and, you know, constantly having to be the best version of yourself. like. All day, every day, it's exhausting, and like looking at yourself on Zoom all day is exhausting.
0: <laughs> In fairness, the best version of myself is kind of terrible most of the time, so I think some of it's just get, getting comfortable with that.
1: Um, yeah. But
0: no, I, I I absolutely hear it is it is exhausting, and it's the the sort of the rep- there's repetitiveness, but then trying not to let it just become rote, so that you're actually learning from folks and. I have trouble just remembering all of like I have a memory of a goldfish, so just remembering (laughs) like this is what I talked to this person about and this and getting that all documented.
1: Oh, it's it's so much more exhausting
0: work if you (laughs) do it right than it looks like on the calendar.
1: Right, and I'm lucky in that I am innately good at reading people. And so within probably like five to 10 minutes of meeting someone, I can generally give them a thumbs up or thumbs down in terms Uh. of like if they passed my hiring manager review and like all of my friends joke it's because i just did so much online dating i like really perfected my skill <laughs> maybe
0: this is the problem i've been with the same person since 1999 i like it i, I never i didn't get to go through that this I is the husband. problem I okay well yeah. i mean clearly i need a divorce and to go through this process
1: <laughs> No, I don't wish it. No, so. like okay. as much as I don't wish it upon anyone, because like <laughs> there are definitely like ninety nine percent creeps, and like all of my yeah. friends vicariously lived through me. Um, like it was worth in the end. I love my husband. <laughs> um, we would have never. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad.
0: It, I'm glad that worked out okay too. Yeah, It <laughs> like, sounds but, like you did it's a good the job. Same,
1: like I just did so much of it. Like I, I think through it, I've it's paid off in my professional life in a way that I would have never expected
0: i mean wait yeah. way to take way to take something awful and traumatic and difficult from your personal life and turn it into a a, a career win i think that's that's a that's a different podcast
1: yeah like yeah that 's a totally different podcast <laughs> do,
0: you have, do you have any do you have any great stories you want to share before we finish up like any and this doesn 't have to relate to recruiting any any funny stories anything weird that's happened there's always so there's always so much weird that happens in recruiting and looking for jobs
1: there is so I think the really interesting perspective it's not necessarily it was weird to me um when i interviewed prior to getting my job at curology i was extremely pregnant like probably i started heavily between like six and almost by the time i gave birth like nine months and the, the cool thing about interviewing like in a remote world is no one knew um because i could just visibly like there was one interview that i had my laptop like on top of my pregnant belly um and like it was this kind of funny thing that um one of the interviews i had a scheduled c-section for for my daughter's birth and they were literally dragging their feet and so like i wouldn't i purposefully wouldn't tell anyone i was pregnant because i just didn't even want to it, it it's actually really it
0: makes it much less awkward, so, actually, because again, like, as we know, like, legally not allowed to take it into consideration, so but like, I rather just don't know.
1: I really yeah, don't, want it,
0: I don't want it to affect me.
1: It gave me so much empathy for anyone that has any kind of, like, visual disability going through a hiring process <laughs> of, like, how challenging it is to, like, not say mm-hmm. something. Um, but the la- one of the companies I interviewed at that I didn't get the job at, I finally had to tell them, like, look, like... I'm really pregnant, like going to have my baby like in a week or two, like you need to like get, like, you need to speed this up. Time <laughs> they were like, yeah. "Oh,
0: Get on okay, this. Well, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I'm about to go um, fully incommunicado. So if you want me in there in X months.
1: So it was cool. Like I think yeah. I probably got much further along in processes because I wasn't visibly pregnant, to be totally honest. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how it would have gone if I was in person, Um, but it was like a very humbling experience for me and something that I try to keep in mind when I interview, like, do we need to have camera on all all the time? Like, you know, how do we like make portfolio reviews and things usually like more equitable? And I don't have great answers, but certainly like it gave me a lot of like pause about making sure we set everyone up for success and be like as equitable as possible there. Well,
0: I always joke that I, I love remote work because like you can't like you can't you can't can't tell that i can't make eye contact with people over a camera they just think that i'm looking at the camera um you can't tell the weird twitchy things i'm doing also the one thing that they can tell is i um i take all of my meetings on a treadmill because i can only think when moving Um, like if i am sitting at a desk i will just get wildly distracted and start playing with things and start tearing papers up and it's just a nightmare so i could just very quietly walk very slowly on a treadmill and yeah but it's um it is phenomenal how that sort of changes things for those of us who are maybe i don't know as i like to refer to myself twitchy and weird
1: yeah (laughs) it's it like really i i also love remote life for like various other crazy different reasons, mostly because I have two young kids and like the flexibility it allows for in my mm-hmm. life is like incredible. I never and I'm like very type A need to be around people. And I never thought I'd be the one to be like all in on remote life, but you know, here I am. Um but yeah, I mean it's pretty wonderful like what technology can do and like why like the push for remote work and what happened with COVID just hopefully will help to start level, leveling the playing field for those who need it most. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, and I'm I, just in terms of recruiting, being able to actually talk to folks who otherwise couldn't necessarily take, you know, a full right. afternoon off of work just to come in and talk to you for an hour, you know, because they have mm-hmm. to the drive and all that. So anyway, so I, I think that is, I think that's really important. It does, again... As you point out you're good at reading people me not so much um but it it does make all of that harder you know that making that connection and it does i'm so glad that you had a good experience with it though so now i know good experiences are possible and uh it's you're you're aspirational sarah what can i say Um, thank you so much. This, this is all the time that we have for today. Um, I, I just want to thank Sarah Marlin again for joining us. Um, I also want to thank all of you for listening. And I want to wish everybody the best of luck with your own search, whether it's for a new job or a new employee, I'm rooting for you.